We are familiar with the, with the season. It is Christmas time. And a lot of times, um, the only times we hear the scriptures talking about Jesus and his birth and, you know, a lot of the scriptures in the Bible that talks about this time of year are at Christmas. And I feel like I have a responsibility to read them because... That's the reason for the season. Amen, everyone? Uh, and especially because, I don't know, I don't know if, it's, if anybody else has noticed this or not, but to me, it feels like a lot of the Christmas movies um, are kind of almost taking a stance against Jesus and against some of the Christmas um, story, the themes that, that, that are found in, in Scripture. You know, back in the day, you know, the, the Christmas, basically, Christmas movies were just a love story that happened at Christmas time. I mean, that's what it is. That's all a Hallmark movie is, is uh, a Christmas. It's a love story that, with a Christmas tree in it. That's what it is, right? That's all the Christmas movies are. It's like, there was nothing about Christmas. It was just a love story and there was a Christmas tree. Like, we just knew it was at Christmas time, right? But it seems like this year, and maybe I'm the only one that noticed this, but it seems like this year, a lot of them, it's not just a love story that happens at Christmas, but it's actually taking a position against Christianity. And uh, I've noticed that. Um, and so like now more than ever, I just want st- to read the story. Is that okay with everyone? I just want to read the story. The Bible says in Luke chapter 1 verse 26, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel or sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth in a town in Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married uh, to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of a greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Amen, everyone. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she, who was said to be unable to conceive, is in her sixth month. Verse 37 says, for no word from God will ever fail. Come on, that's a word for someone in this room right now. No word from God will ever fail. Did you know that God looks over his word to perform it in, his li- in your life? Amen. No word from God uh, will ever fail. Verse 38, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be to me, uh, may your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Well, so we see this account where this angel talks to Mary, but then the, the very same angel comes to, to Joseph in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace 
he had in mind to divorce her quietly. And you're like, wait, she was pledged to be married, but he's going to divorce her? Listen, this is how seriously they took dating and courtship back in Bible days. Like if you, were, if you were pledged to be married, even though the ceremony has yet to happen, you were basically married uh, back then, right? And so like he was just going to divorce her. He was going to call it off privately. He was an honorable man. I didn't quite know what was going on. It was unexplainable. She's like, no, 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 no. I haven't, you know, there's no other guy. Like this is, this is from the Holy Spirit, right? And I'm sure Joseph was like, Right. Um, but after he, had, after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins." All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and he took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. And so fast forward a few, a few more months here in Luke chapter 2, verse 8. There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified, because every time in biblical times, if you saw an angel, like it was not a cute fat baby with wings, all right? Like it was something like, dear Lord, what is going on, right? They were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Essentially, what he's telling, the angel's telling them, hey, listen, go look for the baby. Go look for the baby. How will you know you find him? Right here. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all of these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told to them. For those of you who have been worshiping with us at all this year, then you know that your place church has a theme that was essentially marking our year as a community of believers. 
And really, it was a two-part theme. The first part of it is we're better together. But the second part that really, I feel like, landed really, really solidly for us as a church was something that we call HBO, or hear, believe, and obey. And we have spent the last year as a community of believers, those who love Jesus, those who who desperately want to be right smack dab in the middle of God's will for our lives, really pressing in and hearing God, believing what He says and obeying what He says. And so I, I wanted to start the service today because I want to revisit that theme today. Here is three different accounts, Mary... Joseph and the shepherds, all of them heard from heaven. All of them believed. Again, Joseph didn't believe in the beginning, but after a spectacular event like that, brother believed. You know what I mean? A lot of people are like, well, if an angel would talk to me, I would believe. And we've heard stories and read stories of where people have had really spectacular and supernatural experiences like that. Can I tell you, and this is the way I, it was always taught to me, how come like, you don't hear about angels talking to people all the time? The way it was talked or taught to me was, listen, if the Lord has to do something so spectacular to get your attention... It's because there's going to be a moment in your life when you're going to have to depend on that spectacular uh, event to stay the course. The primary way that God speaks to his people today in the New Testament is through his word and through the inward witness. That is the way God prefers to speak to his people. He wants to speak to us through His Word, and through the inward witness on the inside. The Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. Is it possible that you can still hear the voice of God today like we read about in Scripture? The answer to that question is absolutely yes. Yes, you can. And we're going to share some stories here in just a few minutes about that. But here, Mary, Joseph, and the shepherds all heard the angels speak. They all believed. They all obeyed. Can you imagine what the, how those stories would have turned out if they were like, okay, that was weird. I, I'm not doing that. If they didn't believe, if they didn't obey. And as we approach Christmas, as we approach the one big give next weekend, which we're, we've got all the videos kind of assembled together. We're super excited to just uh, share the wins. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell everybody next weekend everything that we've done as a, as a church and how much we've given to all of these organizations across the world. And we're really just going to have a, a celebration service next week. But as we approach the end of the year and really the beginning of a new one, I want us to revisit, hear, believe, and obey, and just kind of see where we all are today. Is that okay with everyone? Yes. Let's pray. Father, we love you. And Lord, there was a, a mandate or a commission, if you will, on our church to really dive into this portion of Scripture and this gift that you provided us through the Holy Spirit. And so, Father, I thank you that as we look into this, 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 this theme, this mandate, this, this encouragement, Father God, I pray that this would be a moment that we can kind of just evaluate our, our year we can just evaluate our lives. Father, for some of us, we just need to stir this thing back up on the inside of us. 
Father, some of us, we can stand here and say, yeah, I heard God here. I heard, I heard this. I heard this. Others of us, Father God, we're still waiting to hear some things. And so, Father, as we, as we near the end of this year, as we near uh, the Christmas time, the, the, the celebration that comes with Christmas, Father, we don't, we don't want to press pause on your voice. If anything, we want to dive in deeper. We want to get a little closer, Father. So stir this up inside of each and every one of us once again, in Jesus' name, amen. You know, I told you a few weeks ago, we have this uh, email address called stories at ypcprior.com or yourplacechurch.com. And it's really just an opportunity because our church, I mean, we're two services on the weekend. Um, our church is larger than what you see in the room today because there's, 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 there's two more people that sit in the chairs that you sit in throughout the week. And... Um, and so one way that we can kind of hear what God's doing in your life is to hear your stories. And so anytime you have a miracle, anytime God answers a prayer, you get a vision list item marked off, hit stories uh, and, and email us and tell us what's going on in your life. This one came in a few weeks ago, a few years. Uh, for, for years, I was a non-believer. I would always try to cast the word of God out of my heart. I was bitter and angry at God for all the things that I've gone through. I disdained God. My heart was cold. My head uh, was cloudy and unclear. My body was so tired, not just physically, but mentally tired. Have you ever been there before? Yeah, so a lot of you guys know right where this, where this gentleman's at. I was mean to everyone. I casted judgment. I was unfaithful to my wife. I hated myself and was in a bad place at work. But every now and then, I would get this idea to pray. I probably would uh, say an urge. He got this urge or this idea to pray or to ask for forgiveness, to expose all my sins so I may ask for forgiveness but I never did. He said, for years, God kept trying to break through my heart time after time, clue after clue, but I didn't care. I turned my back to the Lord even though he never turned his on me. Aren't you thankful for that? Come on. Eventually, me and my wife started having problems, and she separated from me. We ended up uh, talking and working things out, but only with the promise that we heal ourselves and make ourselves better for each other and our daughter. Me and my wife got invited to go to the marriage night at, at your church. I agreed so that I could make my wife feel better about everything, but I wasn't going because I believed. But when I heard the stories from the people, come on, friends. When I heard the stories uh, from the people and heard your scriptures, I could feel something. The more Pastor Darian talked, the more I felt it. I, I, don't, I didn't realize it at first, but it was God's hands of healing in my heart. It was like I was, it, it was, like I was all ice, and the words Pastor Darian were speaking uh, were from God, warming my heart changing my very being and my soul. And that night I decided what I was feeling really was there and that it was, and I was very wrong. Fast forward to our first Sunday service here at Your Place Church. 
A piece of scripture that you read really stuck out to me. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 20 through 68. The Lord will send on you curses, confusions, and rebuke. Remember we were talking about Deuteronomy 28 that weekend? Um, and everything you put your hands to until you're destroyed and come to sudden ruin because of the evil you have done in forsaking him. He said, this shook me to my core. It all made sense now. I had tears in my eyes during the end of the service. I am a changed man now with God as my shepherd. Amen. With God as my shepherd, there is nothing I cannot do with the love of God. So I thank you. I thank your family for being a lighthouse in the fog, calling those who are lost to the shores of God's love. Come on. Is that not good? Amen. God is speaking. And just like this gentleman said, he speaks through his word. He speaks through other people's testimony. Don't be ashamed to tell your story. God has brought you through some stuff. God will use your story to warm the hearts of a very cold, cold world. Amen, everyone? You got time for one more? I mean, this is just a month of celebration for me, you know, and so I'm just, I've been read, reading all of these stories and just kind of celebrating all that God has done. Another one wrote in and said, we've been in desperate need for a new to us vehicle. We are a family of six and we're having to take two cars everywhere we went. My car started to break down on us and we stressed about what we were going to do. We put it on our vision card that we really needed a vehicle that would fit all of us. The thing is, I didn't have enough money to even buy a card. So we prayed fervently to God to provide. That's the appropriate answer. Amen? And believed and thanked him ahead of time. We searched and searched for a, for a vehicle, but nothing felt right, she said. We finally found a car we both liked and had everything we wanted. I prayed to God and er that everything would work out just how he planned our income tax return was deposited, but it wasn't enough to cover the car. So we waited and we prayed some more. The day we were supposed to look at the vehicle, we were told someone else was coming to look at it first. I felt a sudden urge to pray over the vehicle and to trust and to truly trust in God's plan. Besides, we didn't have the exact amount of the money uh, at the time anyways. That evening, the seller told us the car was still for sale and could meet us the next day. That morning, we had a deposit come in into the bank that put us at the exact amount that the car was selling for. We went to look at it and fell in love. The tires were awful. <laughs> car needed a little bit of work, so the seller agreed to take $1,000 off of the asking price so we could use that money to fix it. We, so we are now the proud owners of a vehicle that will fit my entire family in it, and we no longer have to take two cars everywhere. God is so good providing exactly what we needed at the exact time we needed it. Amen. Come on. Hear, believe, and obey. 
And I, and I understand it. This is, if, if you're unfamiliar with the voice of God, this can, this can seem like it's harder than it actually is. In fact, people tell me all the time, Pastor Aaron, I don't know that I've ever heard the voice of God. And I ask people in that moment, well, are you reading the Bible? Well, when I have time. The number one way he speaks is through his holy written word. In fact, the Holy Spirit sounds like the Word. The Holy Spirit sounds like He does in the Word of God. And if you're born again, then our Heavenly Father is speaking to you without fail. Right here, right now, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you we just have to learn to tune into his voice. Amen. The Bible says in John chapter 10, verse 1 through 3, Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him. In other words, he recognizes the shepherd. You are the gatekeeper of your thoughts. You are the gatekeeper of your emotions. You are the gatekeeper of your future. And what happens is, is when we allow our thoughts, our, our lives, our media feeds, when we allow other people's thoughts or opinions to come in, we got to be careful what we open the gate to in our world. Listen, I stopped watching the news. And, Pastor Dar- and people are like, Pastor Darren, you are uninformed about what's going on in the world. Listen, if something's going on in the world, one of y'all will tell me, okay? Like one of y'all, you'll be like, did you hear? No, I haven't. Tell me. Why? Because I closed the gate to the negativity. I closed the gate to the opinions. I closed, because it's, it's all opinions anyway. Are you with me? There is this much fact and this much opinion about it. And so I closed the gate to all of that because I only wanted to hear what the voice of the Lord was saying to me. You're the gatekeeper to your thoughts. You're the gatekeeper to your world. Is this ministering life to anybody? He goes on to say, and the sheep listen to his voice. Talking about the shepherd. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. His sheep listen to him, not the voice of other shepherds. And listen, there will be other people in your world who know things. And they may know things who are true, but they're not your shepherd's voice. You need to tune your ear to hear your shepherd's voice. To hear the direction that God has for you. Even if it sounds right, even if it makes sense... It doesn't mean that you're to do it. You listen to your shepherd. What is your shepherd telling you? Why? Because he calls you by name. In other words, he's very specific in the things that he wants to talk to you about. In Acts chapter 20, verse 23, the Holy Spirit was warning Paul. He was warning Paul. Did you know that the Holy Spirit will warn you? He was warning Paul here, and this is the amplified version because I like the way it reads. It says, except that the Holy Spirit clearly and emphatically, 
affirms to me in city after city that imprisonment and suffering await for me. This was Paul's ministry. He knew it. He knew going into it. This was what he signed up for. And it, there, it, there was no, I wonder if, the Holy Spirit said, the Bible says, Paul said, the Holy Spirit clearly and emphatically affirms to him. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, the Bible says, the Holy Spirit distinctly and expressly declare, declares that in latter times, some will turn away from the faith. Distinctly and expressly. In other words, there's no one trying to figure it out or guess. Well, I think this is what the Lord was saying. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's clear. It's emphatic. It's distinct. And he expressly declares. You can get to a place where the Holy Spirit talks to you that way. Distinctly. Like, mm -mm, that was not me. That was God. That was not me. That was God. And, but you have to train yourself to be that way. And if we constantly allow our social media feeds, if we constantly allow other people's opinions to sway us, even our own thoughts and needs, if we allow those things to sway us, we will filter what the Holy Spirit says because of circumstances. Does this make sense? John chapter 10, verse 4, when he, talking about the shepherd, was brought out... Um, when he was brought out all his own, uh, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. They hear the shepherd, they believe it's him, and they obey. I told you in January when I first was talking about this and kind of laying down the theme of our year that Tyra clearly and distinctly heard do not do another load of laundry in that dryer. And she had been telling me, you should probably clean out the dryer. I'm like, you clean the lint trap, right? Yeah, like every time. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. She's in, but she would do another load of laundry in something on the inside. Her knower on the inside would just go, whoop. You know what I mean? So it's just a little something. Every time she would hit start on the dryer, there's just a little urge down inside of her that says, don't do another load. Don't do another load. Have him, have him clean the dryer. I'm sure the Holy Spirit said that. Have him clean the dryer. <laughs> I'm sure. Yep. Is that, yeah, that's, yeah she's, she's confirming that. Distinctly and expressly. Right there, confirming that. Have him clean the dryer. And so finally, she kept saying that, and I think this went on for a few weeks, where she's like, hey, I think you, I think you need to look at the dryer. And there was, no, there was no signs. It's not like it's blowing lint from out underneath of it. You know what I mean? Um, but she's like, I don't know why. Finally, she walked in and she says, I'm not doing another load of laundry until you look at the dryer. <laughs> and walks away. Well, if I want clean underwear, I guess I better look at the dryer, right? And so I go and I open that little bottom, that little bottom thing at the dryer. We've got an old school, you know, front end loader. I, I, I had to figure out, how, I've never cleaned out a dryer before. I had to figure out how to get that, that front cover off. I'm telling you, you could not fit another piece of lint in that cabinet. It was so packed. 
And my dryer has that little heating wire thing in there, which I'm sure everybody's does. But mine had probably about an inch gap where the lint had started to crawl inside of that inch gap. And it was this far from the element. I'm sure one more, I'm sure what she was hearing was the Lord say expressly and distinctly, don't do another load of laundry. Because I'm sure that time it would have touched the heating element and that whole thing would have, have you ever lit lint? Like we use it to start our fires at home. Like that stuff is flammable. That dryer would have went up like that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so, um, first of all, I'm sorry. It took me so long. Second of all, you heard the Lord very clearly and emphatically distinct and expressly he declared, don't do another load. The Bible goes on to say, but when they, when they, he says, but they will never follow a stranger. Who's he talking about? The sheep. The sheep following the voice of the shepherd. That's you and I. They will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. You need to know what the voice of your heavenly father sounds like. Amen, everyone. And I think at the end of the day, we all want to hear God's voice. Well, how do we know what God wants us to do? We, we have to listen. We have to read. And the answer to a thousand and one questions is hear, believe, and obey. Yes. Hear, believe, and obey. And listen, I'm not, going to be, I'm not going to stand up here and tell you that I nail this every single time. Um, there's been times, this year, there have been times that I just did not check my knower. And if I, and you have to check. You have to check. Rarely, if ever, have I ever heard God's audible voice. There was one time that it was pretty darn loud. But every other time, it's this still, quiet voice on the inside of me that says, hey, do this. Hey, check here. I learned this as a, as a, as a 17, 18-year-old boy. I, was, I, was, um, I did mechanic work. In fact, my, the, the guy who taught me everything I know is actually in the room right here, right now. My, he is the man that made me who I am next to my father. My dad taught me things, and then my, my very first boss that I ever worked for worships with us here. And he would tell me things. Like, I'm like, how do I find, like, people would bring in a car and they would be like, it's making a noise. I don't know. I don't, and every time I go over and I hit a bump, it just dies. It just dies. I can't, well, how do you diagnose that? Right? You check all the things that you're supposed to check. But he started to tell me things like, use your knower. Like this. So I'm like, how do you figure this stuff out? Well, there's, a, there's some things that all mechanics know. Fuel, fire, compression, right? Check those first. But when it hits a bump, it dies. And so literally, I would, I would pop the hood on this car. And I didn't want to just go get all the senior mechanics all the time. And I was like, Lord, you can show me how to do this. And just like that, I would be looking at this car. And then, uh, I, I don't mean I heard an audible voice, but I heard, check the wire insulation. 
And so I would go and there would be this one wire and I would run my finger down this one wire. I mean, have you looked in the, under the hood of your car? There's a few wires under there. But I would grab this one and I would reach down and you couldn't see it on top, but I would feel it and on the bottom of this wire, the insulation was touching against the exhaust manifold and burning it off. And then I turned it around and sure enough, there was, there was raw wire. And sitting there, it was about this far from the exhaust manifold. But every time he hit a bump, it touched it, killed the car. How are you supposed to find that? The inward witness. And those were the days. That's how I learned to hear the voice of God. Little everyday tasks. It doesn't have to be, thus saith the Lord, thou shalt surely save $10,000 because this month is going to be a doozy. No, no, it could be simple things. Everyday life things that you listen and train yourself to hear the voice of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. But prayer is a two-way road. I mean, there is some, there is some speaking, but there's also receiving. There's also listening. There's also Believing and obeying. You know, people trust in other things. God, if it's your will, then, then let it be done. If it's not your will, then close the door. Did you know the devil can do that? I hear people all the time, well, Lord, if this is your will, then let it happen. If it's not, then let it not. I'm telling you, a closed door doesn't necessarily mean it's not God, and an open door does not necessarily mean it is God. I'm going to say it again. An open door does not necessarily mean it's God. The devil can open and close doors too. This is why you have to hear, believe, and obey the voice of your Father. People all the time saying, well, Lord, if this is your will, let three red cars pass in front of my house right now. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Oh, my gosh. No, the devil can do stuff like that. That is not how God speaks to his people today. Amen. The devil knows how to stir up, stir up a crowd. The enemy of your soul knows how, to, he knows how to appeal to your intellectual mind. He knows how to make things make sense to you that are against what the Holy Spirit is telling you. Amen. Amen. We see it happen in Scripture. And... and and I know where people are getting a lot of how they hear from God. They're getting it from the Old Testament. The Old Testament, it was rare for people to hear the voice of God. If you wanted direction in your life, you went to the priests. The priest inquired of the Lord for you and told you what the Lord said. Right? And so for them to hear the voice of the Lord on their own, it was a rarity. And then there were certain things like you see, you see Gideon casting a fleece. You see them casting lots. And literally, to cast a lot is like, Lord, who's your will? We've got five guys here we need to pick. And they would get a rock, and one rock would represent every one of the guys. They'd throw it in a bag. They'd shake the bag up, and they would reach in, and whosoever rock they pulled out, this was the Lord's decision. That's the way they cast lots back in the Bible day. We even see them doing that in the New Testament but you never see it again after Jesus died, came back to life, rose again, 
and created a new covenant for you, and the Holy Spirit came and infilled every believer. So now it's not a rarity for you to hear the voice of God. It's the norm. One of the greatest benefits that we have as new believers in Christ Jesus, yes, eternity, yes, forgiveness of sin, yes, we all get to go to heaven, yes, Jesus. But when the Holy Spirit came to earth and filled all of the believers, one of the number one reasons is now you can hear from God for yourself. You can be directed. You can be led. You can hear, believe, and obey. And listen, this is not to put anybody in condemnation because trust me, I've done it this year where I have not trusted the Lord in some areas of my life. This is where we're all growing. This is where we're all learning. This is where we're all doing our darndest to to hear, believe, and obey. But the thing of it is, is we are making efforts. Amen, everyone? But you're going to have to, when in the beginning, you're going to have to you're going to have to practice a shutting down of your own thoughts. You're going to have to practice a clearing of your mind, which is why the fast that is coming in January is so, so, so good. Because you shut off your social media. You turn off the news. In fact, you stop asking people who seem to be negative Nancys. I'm sorry if your name's Nancy. It just rhymes, okay? Um, but it, 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 you start turning those voices of your, of your world down. You start turning them down. In fact, you start telling your flesh no. And the more you can tell your flesh... Paul said this way. He says, I keep my body under. What does that mean? I tell my body what to do. Body, you're hungry? Ain't time for lunch? Eat fat. Amen. Like I got plenty of it. Eat it up. There you go. Right? I tell my body what to do. And so in, 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 in January, during the 21 days of prayer and fasting, I shut those voices down. My body wants a cheeseburger like nobody else. It wants some french fries. It wants to dip them in fry sauce. Like I want to eat it all. I want to put it all in my face. And in December, I am. I'm putting it all in my face. But in January, I cut it all. Why? Because you want to lose some weight from the holidays? No. I want to hear God. And in order to hear God, sometimes you've got to turn the loudest voices in your life down. And trust me, that first week and a half is hard. But if you do it and you make it through it, all of a sudden, the voice of God who's been there the whole time, who's, he's not going to compete for first place in your life. He's just not going to compete. Amen. Amen. He's going to say, son, daughter, do this. He's not going to raise his voice. Now, there will be times, don't do another load of laundry, right? But that's just because it wasn't her fault, it was my fault, right? Don't do another load of laundry. But most of the times, he's going to be talking, and everything else is just going to be going on. He's not going to raise his voice, and we're just going to be distracted because we can't hear what's going on. He's still talking in his normal tone, but everything else going on in our life happens we got to stop this. 
so we can hear him speak. Hear, believe, here's the big one, obey. Obey. Amen. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. That's your thoughts. That's your feelings. That's your emotions. That's the facts. That's what everybody on social media is saying. That's what your co-laborers are talking about. Your co-workers, your family, your friends. It's all your own. This is my take on it. This is my take on it. Listen, you got to get to the place, and especially in the times that the church is headed into right now, where you trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, submit or acknowledge, King James says, to him. And you know what he's going to do? He's going to make your path straight. I'm tired of taking the long way around. I'm tired of doing my own thing. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, submit or acknowledge him. And he will make your paths straight. Don't lean to your understanding on an issue. Our nature is to seek the facts. Fine. You still got to follow this. You still got to follow this. Amen. If we listen to our own thoughts, if our own thoughts will tell us that next week, the one big give, this is a terrible time to do that. Because the facts are, I mean, we're doing Christmas this year. Like we're, we're, we're the one feeding the family. Like we're the ones, like we're traveling this year and we've got extra expenses. Like this is a terrible time. Or you can trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. It's true about every area of our life. Our feelings and our emotions will deceive us. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. There are definitely times that the Lord is like, don't do that right now. I'm not saying never, just not right now. There's been several times that the Lord was like, okay, I hear you. Just pause, pause. And so I stop and then that comes through. I'm like, wow, I'm glad I stopped. And then the Lord's like, okay, now do it. Now purchase this. Now make that step. Now make that change. Don't do it yet. Wait. Okay. Oh, wow. And then there's been other times that I didn't care what the Lord said. I stepped out like it hit me, right? And what do I do in those moments? Should have listened. Should have obeyed. And he's not like, he doesn't in those moments go, I told you so. We extracted I told you so out of our family's vocabulary because it does, it does no benefit, does no good. I told you that would happen. Thank you. You did. You're right. You, yeah. Thank you. I missed it. Sorry. Go away. <laughs> right? We just extracted the I told you so phrase from our vocabulary. Why? Because we all miss it. But we're all doing our best 
to live this God life. Amen, everyone. Romans chapter 8, verse 14, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit, capital S, you received brought about your adoption to sonship. You're a child of God. And God does not want his kids suffering. He does not want his kids scared. He does not want his kids walking through lack. He does not want his kids' relationships to be on on the brink. Jesus says, I've come that you would have and enjoy life. That's God's plan for you. Being led by God will bring freedom from fear. Amen. Skipping all of this. Trust in the Lord in all your ways. Submit to Him. He will make your paths straight. Can I tell you this? Don't imagine a, a life where you can handle the easy parts and just trust God with the big ones. Like even those days when I was a mechanic, trusting God with even those things of my life. So here's what I want you to do. I just, act, I just want you to ask the Lord. Lord, what do you want me to do next week? What do you want me to do during the one big give? Everybody got an invite. We're going with this little ski lodge theme this year for Eve Eve. It's going to be super fun. Lord, who do you want me to give this to? And I just drive by, you know, it's not a drive-by shooting. (laughs) Walk by their desk, flip it on the desk, and just walk away. No, like, they're not going to come. They're going to be like, but if you said, hey, listen, I don't know what you're doing on Christmas Eve, Eve, but our church is doing this, this service and I'd really like you to come with me. Here's the details. And hand them to them. And if they go someplace else, leave them. Okay, we're not, we're not out emptying other churches. We're, we're about reaching the lost. People who don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and trust me, there are plenty. Go to them as the Lord, hey, I want you to hand them an invite. Lord, there ain't no way they would trust in the Lord. Lean not to your own understanding because what you don't know is what they're walking through in their home. And when you walk up and say, hey, listen, I don't know what you're doing the 23rd, but I'd like you to come and, you know, spend Christmas with me. They'll come because they're desperately looking for life change in their life. Amen, everyone. Mary, Joseph, The shepherds all heard from heaven. They believed. They obeyed. And that's why we get to celebrate Christmas this year. Amen. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you right now for your word.